is where we're going to begin this morning. And we're going to talk about the, um, the process. Uh, Jeremiah chapter number 18. And I'm going to read a few verses and we will we'll pray. And with them we're going to get into the word. Jeremiah chapter number 18. Now we're there, Old Testament. Jeremiah chapter number 18. Verse 1 says, The word which came to Jeremiah from the house, from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Verse number 3 says, Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter, so he made it again another vessel. It's good when God can remake us. Amen. When we are marred in his hand, it is wonderful that he can remake us. So he made it into another vessel again. as seemed good to the potter uh, to make it. Verse 5 says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in mine hand, O house of Israel. Father, we thank you now. We pray in the name of Jesus that you would bless your word. We pray, Father God, that you would bless the one that would bear in your word. And we pray, Father God, for your anointing to come and rest upon me, Lord God, and use me for your glory. And Father God, we just pray in the name of Jesus that, that you would just take me and hide me behind the cross. And, Father God, let the teacher come, who is the Holy Spirit, and let him speak to us, and let him, let him declare your word. And we are thankful and grateful. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen and amen. Now, Jeremiah chapter number 18, we want to talk about the, the process. Now, this week, this week and the past few weeks has been a trying week uh, for me. Um, and I, for me, it's, it's, it's about like Solomon. You know, Solomon says that uh, through wisdom, it was through wisdom, he wanted to search out some things that was under the heavens. So this week, I, I, I sought the Lord, and, and, and I said, God, I said, I want to understand through wisdom, through wisdom, about the process, the process of that wheel. And see, the wheel uh, uh, here in Jeremiah is symbolic and is represented of our life. It's a representation of life. So we want to look at the process. You know, a lot of times we like to abort the process. I don't know about y'all, but I, love, I would love many times to abort the process. But if I, don't, if I abort the process, then I will not become the vessel that the Lord chooses for me to be. Amen? So th that's for all of us. Amen? Now, there are some things that happens in the process. First of all, there is the shaping in the process. We're talking about being on the potter's wheel. See, in order for us to become everything that God wants us to be, we have to be shaped in the process. And understand this. The process means that it is a duration of time. The process is never short. Although many times we would like to shorten the process. Amen. Uh, maybe I'm by myself. Okay. 
Now, I would love to shorten the process because when we are when we are on that wheel, it does not necessarily feels good. Amen. So in the shaping of it, now that things that happen. See, the process is long and it is hard. Huh. The process that we go through in life is long and hard. And many times we like to ask the question is, why me, Lord? And then God says, why not you? He says, you're going through the process. I'm shaping you in the process. Now, during the time of the process, we have trials. We have trials and we have tribulations, okay? Remember now, this is the shaping process. And in the shaping process, our faith is stretched and it is tested. Our faith is stretched and it is tested. Now, the second thing is we are shaped in the spin of the wheel of life. You know, the wheel, the wheel's always spinning. It's always spinning. So we're being shaped as, as, as we're going through that spinning cycle. It's, it's a cycle, and yet we're spinning, but the potter still has his hands on the clay as we're going through the spin of life. So, so there are some things within our life. Now, we're going through a process, and it's a constantly spin. It's a constant spin. So in that, in that spin now, we have to understand this. The wheel that, uh, that we're on, uh, it is the, 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 uh, a, a situation and circumstances that we face in our everyday life. We're constantly in a spin. Now, understand this. God has an uncanny way about what he does with us. We got to remember now, we're the clay. He can do with the clay whatever he wants to, right? Man, he's still in control no matter what we think, no matter what the world says. We are he is still in control, and we are still being shaped and molded on the wheel called life. Okay? So I said that God has a very uncanny way. Now, I thought about, and this is where the Lord took me through wisdom. I thought about Abraham. Abraham is symbolic of our faith. But I want, I want to drop down to, to, to the natural part of Abraham. Now, God calls Abraham when he is a heathen and tells him he is going to be a father of many nations. He's a heathen. He's not even serving God. But he calls him out, and he begins his journey. But he does not tell him about all the ups and downs the hills that has to be climbed, the valleys, the mountains. He doesn't tell him anything about that. He tells him he is going to be a father of many nations and his name is going to be great. Now, his wife is barren. That's why I say God has a very uncanny way. His wife is not able to be fruitful and to bear children. But yet, God tells Abraham, you're going to be a father of many nations. So what does Abraham do? He decides to help God out. Now, many people like to help God out. You know, he, he decides to help God out and, and get his handmaiding, and, and they produce a child. And we're talking about a 25-year span before the promise actually takes place. Now, I can't, have been, I can't even imagine. Now, for me, 
And me being Abraham and so many things went through his life and so many things he went through, I probably told the part of, wait a minute, let me off. It does not seem to be working. But, however, you know, even though he wanted to, to come out of that, but yet God told him. So now, it's, it's amazing that when you can have in your mind and you have that faith to be able to hope against hope. That's what Abraham did. He hoped against hope. I said, what do you mean, God? He says, it's just like a negative and a positive. He says, even though that was a negative, he was still hoping. Even though that was a positive, he was still hoping. But when he put the two together, he was, the Bible says he was not weak in faith. So now imagine now, he's 100 years old now, nearly 100. There's no action going on. Not at 99. I don't think so. Amen. There's no action going on. He already recognized the fact that his wife, she's dead. I mean, her woman was dead. I mean, they can barely get around. Least talking about producing a child. But the Bible talks about his faith. He believed God. He did not count the deadness of his own body nor the, the, the barrenness of his wife's womb. But the Bible said he was able to perform. And, the, and therefore, the promise was instituted 25 years later. That's a long process. Amen? That's a long process. So for us, that's an example. Now, in, in Philippians chapter number 2, it, it says this. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So it, whatever uh, uh, seems pleasing to God in our lives, that is what he does. So now let's go to Jeremiah chapter number 18. And we're going to deal with a little bit more about uh, the wheels of life and the process that we have to go through to get to that place where God would have us to be. You see, on that wheel, in the process of life, you know, there are some impurities in us that, that God is trying to remove from us. That there, are some, that there are some things in our life that, that's not pleasing uh, uh, to God. So, therefore, he has to take us and take us through the process and the things of life called trials and tribulations. Now, Jeremiah chapter number 18, verse number 1. Verse number 1 says, The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Now, we have to understand now, when God is talking about to us to arise and go down to the potter's house, this is the potter's house. We are the potter's house. You know, uh, it's, no, it's not an external building. It's not brick and mortar. But God says you've got to go down on the inside of you and hear the words of the party. You've got to be able to hear God. You see, it's inwardly, and the king lives on the inside, so therefore we need to hear the words of the king. But to arise means we have to move from one position to another. Amen? Now, looking at verse number uh, 3 says this. He says, then, Jeremiah, he says, then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrote a work on the wheel. Hmm. He wrote a work on 
the wheel. He walked or worked on the wheel. Now, in my search for wisdom, like Solomon, that work, the word work there means ministry or deputyship. Ministry. So what he's saying here is that when he begins to place us on the wheels of life, he begins to work the ministry that he has ordained for our lives on the inside of us. Now, first of all, we get, before we can go publicly, a lot of people like to go publicly, right? But they don't have a private ministry. See, that private ministry is where we have to go through uh, uh, the, the spin of life. <laughs> Anybody's life been spinning and spinning and seems like everything's happening. One thing happens after another. You turn around and say, wow, God, I just got over this. You just worked that out. And all of a sudden, bam, here it comes again. You're going through the spin, the spin cycle. And he is working that ministry, working that ministry out in you. Where you began is not where you're going to end up. So he has to keep you on the wheel and keep you in the spin, in that spin cycle. I, I remember, and I thought about that, and I said, wait a minute, God. I, I don't like this wheel. I don't like to be in the spin. I, I don't like that, God, because it's, it's painful. Amen? Anybody that tells you that the trials and the tribulation of life, they welcome it, they are telling you a lie. Can I get an amen on that one? Amen. Amen. Because when you're going through trials and tribulations, that, it does not feel good. It does not feel good to your flesh. Amen. But God is doing something in your private ministry so he can bring you forth in your public ministry. Because, see, it's in the private ministry that, that God really begins to speak to you and begin to say to us what he wants done and let us know about ourselves. Amen. And I remember a long time ago, and God said, Brenda, where you started off in ministry is not your final destination. And I said, okay, God. And I remember, I, I, and I started off in prison ministry. I, it was the most wonderful thing I felt like I could do. It was awesome. I loved every bit of it. I couldn't wait to get there. I'm constantly thinking about those that were in prison and the word God wants me to give to them. And when on, on Saturdays when I would get there and I would go and I couldn't wait and I would just greet and it seems like they would just fill up the house every time I would show up. Amen. So my church family and I, we, we went down and, and I even got an award for, for the most volunteers and, and being volunteering there to be able to minister uh, to, the, to the guys in prison. I saw many of them, you know, their life had changed. And I saw many of them, when they left from there, they continued to be with the Lord. Amen. And then, of course, some fell by the wayside. But that ministry meant so much to me to the point when some of them, you know, you know how sometimes people are afraid to go into the, to the ministry, prisons and stuff. Some of them started to fall off, you know. But I still went by myself because I, it was just wonderful. I was able to share the gospel. But God says, Brenda... That is just the beginning where you're going to be. And then the Lord uh, uh, moved me a little bit, you know, uh, uh, and he allowed me to, to begin to, to minister in the homeless shelters. So there I am ministering to the women in the homeless shelters, and I met people from all walks of life. It, it, it was not so much as somebody's, you know, not trying to do better in life. There were some people that were nurses, and, and there were people that had businesses, and for whatever reason, they had lost their way, and they were in the homeless shelter. 
And I will never forget, I was sharing the word in, in the homeless shelter, and I began to tell them about how I was trying to raise money to go to Africa, because that's one of the things, one place I've always wanted to go, and if be God willing, I will get there one day before I leave this place. And I'll never forget, you know, this lady that was in, in, in the mission, she put some money in my hand when I got ready to go. She placed it in my hand and closed it up, and I really didn't know. And I'm like, okay, she gave me something. couldn't be much. That's what I thought. Amen. That's what I thought. So on my way up from there, and I was driving down the highway, and we stopped at the red light, and I opened my hand, and I saw the first thing on top was a 20. I said, now, where did she get a $20 bill from? And so, so I'm still sitting there at the red light, and then when I take, when I begin to count the money, that was $100 that she had placed in my hand, a homeless person, amen? So, so I'm saying, okay, God, well, maybe that was it. And God said, no, no, no. Where, where I started you out and whatever God has called for you to do, that is not your final destination. So he's working in us. He's working that ministry, amen? He's working the ministry. So now let's go to the book of Isaiah, chapter number 29. Isaiah, chapter number 29. Now keep your place there in Jeremiah 18 because we're coming back there. Uh, Isaiah, chapter number 29. We're talking about the process. Talking about the process. Hmm. Talking about the process. On, on, in that being in that spin, the spin of life as we're going through. I mean, seems like things happen and uh, we don't understand, but yet God, he keeps on spinning. He keeps shaping. He keeps molding. Isaiah chapter number 29, beginning at verse number 15. Are we there? All right, now verse number 15 says this. Woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord. Woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord, and their works are in the dark. And they say, who seeth us and who knoweth us? God says, whoa, grief, grief to those that think that they can hide their counsel from the Lord and the works. You know, we can't hide anything from, the, from God. Then verse number uh, 16 says, Surely your turning of things upside down shall be esteemed as the potter's clay. For, here we go, For shall the work say of him that made it, talking about the potter, God is the potter, he made me not, or shall the thing framed say of him that framed it, he hath no understanding. You know, sometimes we, we say, well, I've never really said that. But think about it. There are times we may, may question, oh, God, you don't understand. You know, you don't understand what I'm going through. Well, he framed us. Yes, he does understand. Because he knows why he is doing what he's doing in us and through us and to us because he does have an understanding. He knows that we got to remain in the spin of life. We got to remain there until we become perfected and God can make us that vessel that he wants to use that will bring him glory, okay? We're talking about the process, amen? All right, now, it says this now in verse 17. Now, it says, Is it not yet a very little while, and Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field, and the fruitful field shall be esteemed 
as the forest. What? Wow. See, what God is saying here, if we remain in the spin, if we remain on the wheel, that which is unfruitful, because see, it talks about in verse 17 that leaven it, it is an unfruitful place, then it says it shall be a fruitful field, and the fruitful field shall be esteemed of the forest. In other words, God said you will no longer just be the tree, but all of a sudden you're going to be the forest. See, that, that's a whole lot in the forest. Where you are unfruitful now, God said you'll be fruitful if you stay on the wheel. If you allow God to keep us in the spirit, many, many of us want to get off, right? I do. I ain't going to lie. We want to get off. We want to get off that wheel. But we have to understand that God, he is in control. God is in control. Some people say, well, no, God is not in control. We have our free will. Yes, we do have our free will, but God can stop us any time he so chooses. So that means he is still in control and he's trying to get us to a place of being unfruitful for the kingdom to a place of fruitfulness amen but but watch watch what happens now if we remain in the spin watch what happens if we remain in the spin verse 18 in isaiah chapter number 29 says and in that day shall the deaf hear the words of the book Talking about the Bible now, that's the book. In that day shall the, shall the deaf hear the words of the book, and the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness. You see, as we're going through the spirit, the more and more we go through our, the, the cycle, the more and more we go through our trials and our tribulations, then sooner or later our deaf ears is going to become open. Because sooner or later, we're like, I'm, this is enough. I'm tired of this. Amen. So, and then you'll be able to see out of the darkness. I, you see, there's a film can be on our, on our eyes, and we cannot see what, what the book is saying to us. See, there's a voice that comes from the Word of God. See, we can read the book and never, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. We can read the book but never hear the voice. And see, the voice is God. See, all day long, I mean, we can read the book. That's why I can't wait till, till, till the time comes when I can stand on Wednesday because that Solomon woke up something on the inside of me because Solomon was a total fool. But, but he searched out everything through wisdom, and I don't want to get that because I want to get that later. Amen. Not today, but later on. Amen. Amen. So, so we get to understand now we got to stay in the cycle of the spin and not, try not to abort. Because every time we try to abort, God shows up and makes it worse. <laughs> he makes things happen. It's even worse. Now, let's look at Isaiah chapter number 45. Isaiah 45. We're talking about the process. Isaiah chapter number 45. Talking about the process. Because, you know, we be in the clay. We, 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 we like to talk junk. You know, we like we like to we say we don't, but we do. Amen. Now Isaiah chapter number forty five, looking at verse number nine. Remember, he wants to get us to that fruitful field. That's why he keeps us on that wheel, the wheel called life. Now, verse number nine in Isaiah chapter number forty five says this Woe unto him that striveth, I mean has a controversial. Woe unto him that striveth with his maker. Let the pot shed uh, strive with the pot of the earth. Shall the clay say to him 
that fashioned it, what makest thou or thy work? He hath no hands. Woe unto him that saith unto his father, What begetteth thou? Or to the woman, What hast thou brought forth? In other words, see that pot shed there is it's a piece, uh, it's a broken piece. It's a broken piece uh, uh, of the pot. So sometimes when we're in our state of brokenness, we will begin to want to have a controversy with God. We want to you know, have a conversation with God like Job did because he couldn't understand why he had to lose so much. You know, he lost his family. You know, he lost everything that he had. His friends came up to him and wanted to talk a whole lot of junk, try to tell him, you know, he must have seen and must have done something wrong. I mean, can you imagine having some friends that show up at your house and sit there for seven days and don't say a word? And you're broken. <laughs> you're going through. And they want to give you a whole lot of lip because that's about what it is, right? You know, everybody can tell you about your situation, but they can't handle their own situation. Amen? So they want to sit there and they just look and they start saying the thing. Then when they finally do speak, they want to criticize and tell him what he had done wrong. But what God says, he says, you know, having a controversy with your maker, that's the last thing we want to do because he is the one that is shaping and he's molding us. Sometimes we got to be stretched. Sometimes our faith is tested beyond measure. And sometimes it's like, oh, God, I just want to give up. Amen. Uh, but he says now, if you're going to uh, uh, strive with anybody, and, and verse number nine, the first part of verse number nine, he says this, you, you strive with those other men on earth. Because, see, they're they on your level. You know, mankind is on your level. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying, Isaiah. Mankind is on your level. You are not on God's level. God's ways is not our ways. You know, his thoughts are not like our thoughts. And, you know, his, they're much higher. So he said, if you're going to talk junk to anybody or you're going to ask why what's happening to you, you, know, you, you and man just begin to sit and talk because y'all in a low-level conversation anyway. <laughs> yeah. so, but he said, don't, don't, don't come up and ask me why, why this is happening, why that's happening. He said, no. He said, you are right. I hear you, Holy Spirit. You are right where you're supposed to be on the wheel. It may not feel good. You know, it, it hurts, it's painful, we may not understand it, but he says, you're right where you need to be in the cycle. Because for we think we may have digressed some, but when we, if we stay on the wheel, God says, I'm, what I'm doing is I'm slowly easing you up for promotion. I'm slowly moving you up for promotion. But you've got to be willing to stay on the wheel and stop complaining. You have to do what? You have to hear the words of the book. You got to hear the voice in the book. Now, let's go to the book of Romans, Romans uh, chapter number nine. Romans chapter number nine. Romans. Let's go to the book of Romans. Because see, we always like to talk, talk back and don't understand what, what we're going through. Romans chapter number nine. And we're going to look at verse 20. Yeah, Romans chapter number 9, I'm going to look at starting with verse number 20. Because, see, we like to talk back. <clears throat> we like, sometimes we like to talk back to our maker. I don't know, you know, when I pray, it's not always, God, oh, you're so wonderful, you're so great. And, you know, I, I thank you for every trial. I thank you for every tribulation. I thank you for all. No, sometimes I just get down with God. God, hey, I, I, I don't get it. I, I just don't get it. I don't know, maybe some of you are doing that's probably not good language, right? 
not good English, but sometimes it's at that point. Amen? Amen. Now, Romans chapter number 9. Look at that verse number 20. Because we, we, we declare sometimes, you know, we get tired of being in that spin cycle and we want to say some things. Amen? Amen. Now, verse number 20 says, Nay, but, O man, who art thou that replieth against God? Well, God, I shouldn't be here. I don't understand why this happened to me. I heard, I heard one, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I try to do the right thing, but God, I don't quite understand this. I, I don't understand this, God. But, but it says, nay, but old man, who art thou that replieth against God? God, I, I don't want you to shape me this way. I want to be made this way. I'm, I don't want to go through this. I don't want to go through that. God, God, you don't quite understand. Nobody seems to understand. We are not to reply against the, the will of God because his will is not our will. Now, our will, everything will be hunkadory, everything will be beautiful, everything will be lovely, there will be no winter in our life, it will be springtime forever, right? Amen, amen. We, 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 have, a, we have a whole lot of money, and, 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 and we'll lay down in abundance. And I, this morning, uh, I, I thought, so, I th- it might have been somewhere I saw on the TV or something, I don't remember, where this teenager uh, went and, and, and uh, got a lottery ticket, that's whatever you call it, and he, he ended up winning uh, $1 million. $1 million. $1 million. $1 million. And I'm like, and we, Dr. Man and I was in a conversation, and he said, $1 million? I said, wait a minute, $1 million? And uh, he said, well, I, he said, oh, he's, if he can think about what he needs to do with that, that money, then that would be good for him because he was very young. And I'm like, what is he doing pulling lottery tickets? He's a teenager in the first place. Yeah, amen. I know we adults do it, then we shouldn't be doing that either. Amen. amen. Because then I said, that's another form of gambling. That's an addiction. But he doesn't understand that what he started off with at a young, a young age, it will follow him as he continues. Amen. amen. And before he, before he knows it, what will happen is that $1 million will go right back and pulling them, them tickets again. Right? Amen. Because you think you're going to get another one. <laughs> that don't work that way. But he says here now, he says, um, who are we to reply against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me this? Why, you, why, why am I like this? Why you made me like this? Why am I going through this? Then verse 21 says, Have not the potter power over the clay or the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor. So God says here, he says, I can do with you whatever I want to. I can make you a vessel of dishonor, and I can make you a vessel of honor. But in order for me to make you a vessel of honor, then I've got to take you through some, some processes wherein you will be a, a vessel of dishonor. Because you're in the spin cycle, and there are some things embedded, God says, that has to be removed. There has to be some purging. There's some purging of the spirit, and some purging of the flesh. Because you, we do know our spirit can become contaminated, right? Because it, it's like this. That's why it's very careful who you allow to lay hands on you. Because you have no clue what spirit's lying on the inside. Because there can be and will be transferences of spirits. Amen? 
If you walk around saying one minute and you didn't lay it and get in one of those lines and they didn't lay hands and got your money too, and when you leave from there, you crazy, you got somebody else's spirit that you didn't come in there with. Amen. Amen. So you're, you're learning that you got to back up from things and you have to be careful of the spirits that you connect yourself with because they will transfer themselves. Amen. So, so here the potter is saying, he says, I can make you to a vessel of honor and I can make you one to dishonor. What if God willing to show his wrath and to make and make his power known endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction now let me tell you what's amazing we being clay God is the potter and at any given time he can destroy us at any time why? You look at the line of part here of verse number 22. He says the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction. In other words, you're right for destruction, but thank God for mercy. Because he does not do to us what we rightly deserve sometimes. Amen? Amen. Now, let's go back to Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 18. Let's go back to Jeremiah. Let's go back to Jeremiah. Let's go back to Jeremiah. Looking at verse number four, this shows the, the love, the love of God, the mercy of God, the long-suffering of God. Verse number four says, And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel as seemed good to the potter to make it. See, there are times in our life when we're going through that spin, that cycle, we are marred in the potter's hand. We are, we are, we are marred in God's hand. We're stained. We, we've got some, some, some things in our life that, 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 that's not pleasing to God. So we are marred. We, 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 we've got scars and uh, um, we've got cuts. and we, We're marred in the potter's hand. But the mercy of God shows in that text that he doesn't discard the clay. He does not get rid of us. Even though we're fitted for destruction, thank you, Jesus, he does not discard the clay. He doesn't get rid of it. But what does he do? He said, I'm going to make it into another vessel that is, that is pleasing to him. You see, even though we are broken and we're in the hands of the potter, when God see it, he said, oh, yeah, I see broken pieces. He said, but I can put them broken pieces back together again. Or I tell you what, I don't want to use those broken pieces. What I want to do is I want to make it into another vessel that's pleasing to him. That's, please, that's God's mercy. You know, he reworks us in the spin. <laughs> we are reworked. In the spin cycle, one day we feel like a nut, the next day we don't. See, we're going through that spin cycle. And as we're going through that spin cycle, he's cutting some things away. He's cutting some things away as we're going through that spin cycle. Why? Because remember now, we're trying to get to that fruit fulfilled that he has called and ordained for us to be. God wants to use everybody. He doesn't. 
I, I love the fact that he is willing to take us and reshape and remold, and it is painful. But he is making us into another vessel that he can use and bring him glory. Amen? But we got to stay on the spin side. We can't say, God, I want to get off. I want to get off the wheel. I don't like it here. I want to get off. And he said, no, no, you got to stay on the wheel. You got to stay in the spin. Now, going back, verse number five says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I, cannot I do with you as this potter saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in mine hand, O house of Israel. So God is saying to us, Now, He said, Listen, you're in my hand. Don't, don't want to do not. Try to get out of the spin or the cycle I've got you going through. He says, I can do with you whatever I want to do with you. He said, understand now, you are in my hand. Always remember, no matter what, what happens in life, always remember God's word. He says, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. Even in our, our worst of days, God said, I'm right there. Even as we're going through the spin cycle, he says, I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm there. He says, I will never leave you, nor will I forsaken you. And this is our last verse. Let's go to the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter number 4. Daniel chapter number 4. The last verse we're going to deal with this, this, this morning. Because we're talking about the process. The process. The spin. The cycle that spin. Daniel chapter number four. And we're going to look at one verse. Are we there? Daniel chapter four, verse number th 35. This is our last verse. We've got to remember now, God will do what he so chooses to do with our life because he is trying to make things better for us. Amen. Amen. All right, Daniel chapter number 4, looking at verse number 35. Are we there? Now, verse 35 says, And all and all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. Mm. And he, meaning God, doeth according to his will in the army of heaven. God does according to his will even to those that's within the heavens, is according to God's will, he gives that command. But watch what also say, he says here in verse 35, and among the inhabitants of the earth. We are the inhabitants of the earth. So he does according to his will. Whatever he wants to do with our life to bring us to that place of destiny where he wants us to go, God says, I'm the one that can do it. You will do according to my will. Yes, you have free will, but in how many how many people's free will have cost them something? <laughs> Amen. Following free will. Amen. Free will. Free will meaning our own will, but it's costly. It's very costly. It's painful. Amen. We come up short every time, right? But stay on. Stay in the spin cycle. Because it's in the wheels of God that we remain there on the cycle. We 
will continue. We'll go round and round and round and round. We're spinning, we're spinning. I'm like, God, when is it going? When are you going to stop? God said, when I perfected you to become that vessel of honor. It's according to his will that, that we remain on the potter's wheel. We have to remain there. We don't have a say in the matter when we get off. Or what, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Or what it takes, or what it takes to get us to that place where God has called and ordained for our life to be. Most, most, mankind is notorious of, of being hard-headed, crazy. I mean, mankind is to the point where I'm going to do it my way no matter what. And I tell you, each time mankind comes up short, right? Amen. We're all a part of mankind. Amen. But you know what happens when we do it our way? It prolongs the time on the wheel. We'll continue to be in the spin. We'll continue to be in the spin. It's a process. It's a process. It's up to every one of us to decide, okay, God, I've had enough. I want to do your will and not my will. Amen. Now let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. We're thankful and we are grateful for your attention this morning. And we just pray that you've learned.